We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in to the LakersNation.com podcast. I am Trevor Lane. You can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane over on Instagram and threads at Trevor Lane NBA. Got a lot to talk about tonight. We're going to talk a little bit about the Lakers tactics. We're going to talk about the expectations for LeBron James and Anthony Davis. So welcome in to those of you who are joining live over on the YouTube channel, on Facebook, on Twitter, or do we call it X now? I don't know. But whatever we call it, welcome in. Appreciate those of you who are joining us live. Make sure, of course, that you're subscribing to the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, as well as the YouTube channel itself. Joining me tonight, got Sean Davis. He's alive. He's awake. We're ready to go. He's back from L.A. Sean, how are you doing? I am very tired, ironically, so I am fitting my name well. Uh, good to be <laughs> on, though, and excited to uh, talk some Lakers with you, Trev. Yeah, I, I know. You, uh, you've you got that reputation now for being the guy that, that falls asleep, and that was, you know, that's stemming from Las Vegas. But nonetheless, we're kind of in a weird, kind of a sleepy part of the summer. Not only is it crazy hot outside every single day, but we're also in this weird space where we've got now on, according to my countdown, 74 days until we have a Lakers game. Um, those of you listening to the podcast version will be 73 days, but 74 days till we have a Lakers game. That's when preseason starts up. And so we're kind of in that limbo space. Like we haven't even started training camp yet when we can start hearing about what's going on on the floor. So we're in that kind of sleepy part of the summer right now, which gives us more time to get, uh, get more in-depth into what this team could look like, break down what the rotations can look like, the schemes and all that sort of stuff. So that is exciting. And hopefully, Sean, that will be enough to keep you awake and fired up throughout this show. Oh, yeah, I'm ready, Trevor. And then, uh, yeah, it'll be a fun time for sure still. All right, so let's start here, you know, you and I, we did a rotation breakdown the other day, and that ended up being being a lot of fun, and we got a lot of just fantastic comments on how much people enjoyed that, which we hadn't tried that before. We hadn't done anything like that, where we actually went through and broke down position by position, 
uh, what a real rotation rotation would look like for the Lakers. And we had some people saying, no, you should have done this or you should have done that, which is great. I love that that kind of just analysis, that back and forth and discussion about the, the roster. But when I look at it and I go back and I look at what we came up with, Sean, it strikes me how deep this team is, particularly on the wings. Like Darvin Ham is going to have so much optionality, so many different choices to make on any given night with who he turns to, particularly in the small forward and power forward positions. Yeah, like like I said, I had done a couple of mock drafts before we had did that official one for the channel. And my biggest problem was figuring out how to get Vanderbilt minutes. And if you watch the rotations breakdown on the channel, the biggest problem for us was, okay, crap. We got, I think, halfway through, we were like, oh, shoot, Toria Prince has like six minutes. What do we do? So, mm-hmm. but that's a good... That's a good problem to have. Um, And I'm excited, truly excited to get back to some Lakers basketball. 73 days sounds like a long time, but it's going to fly by. So let's make the most of it. I'm excited for sure. All right. I think we're contractually obligated to talk about the center position because that's what everybody's (laughs) waiting for is is waiting for somebody to fill that 14th roster spot for the Lakers. Um, What are you thinking with, with that position at this point is it just i i feel like they're in a holding pattern waiting for christian wood but where do you see that going and what do they really need from that position i think they're also waiting on christian wood but unfortunately this has just been my theory throughout the entire process i think christian wood's waiting on miami still Mm. like to see what goes on at least with the damian lillard trade to see what happens there whether it's Miami or wherever, but like, I don't know. My thought process is Trevor, you can tell me if I'm completely off base with this or not, but if I'm Christian Wood and I know the market is, I'm a, the market around the league right now for me is a veteran minimum. Okay, cool. I know that just because of my upside alone for that veteran minimum, I can wait until September and the same amount of teams that would call me July 24th are going to call me September 5th. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to wait this thing out. I'm going to see, what is the most attractive option for me if I'm going to freaking play at a better minimum contract? So I think it sucks. And I think Christian Wood has the luxury even of waiting that long. I don't think the Lakers would wait that long. So hopefully for their sake, if my theory is correct, a Damian Lillard trade happens sooner rather than later. Um, but I would just probably go with Bismack. If that's the sense the Lakers do have, I would just go with Bismack. But uh, yeah, I'm curious what you think, Trev. I mean, I think you're right in that most likely if the Heat trade for Damian Lillard, they're going to have roster spots to fill. They're going to have open spots because they're going to get back Dame. Maybe they get back one extra player or something in the deal and somebody just kind of accompanies Dame on the flight from from Portland down to Miami just to just to kind of hang out with them, right? Um, but most likely it's going to be multiple Miami Heat players go out. You know, Tyler Hero, of course, the one that we hear the most about, but there's probably going to be multiple players that are going to be attached to him in order to make a deal work. And so maybe the the Heat do wind up with an open roster spot and an open opportunity. But I keep looking at this and thinking, you know, as much as we talk about do the Lakers need Christian Wood, Christian Wood needs the Lakers. Christian Wood yeah. needs the Lakers. Look, I mean, we if he can, first of all, I don't know if he really fits in in terms of like Heat culture and all that. If he can, more power to him. But I do think that the Lakers offer him maybe not quite as as strict of a situation as Miami, 
but at the same time, providing him the opportunity to prove all the naysayers wrong. And you look at multiple seasons in a row now. Guys have done just that in L.A. We look at Malik Monk. We look at Dennis Schroeder. Both guys who played their way off of veteran minimum contracts by going to the Lakers, enjoying the spotlight, and finding success there by proving their doubters wrong, doing the things that that uh, teams were saying they couldn't do. And so if Christian Wood can do that, if he comes to L.A. and he shows that he can defend, at least at a league average level, which that's very much in question, but if he shows that he's not a problem, he doesn't have, have any issues in terms of energy level, in terms of effort, any of that kind of stuff, and he mm-hmm. shows out in ways that go beyond just scoring, he's going to make himself a lot of money in the summer of 2024. Now, again, that means the Lakers probably just get him for one year. But when I look at this situation, if it really is just down to veteran minimum contracts and you look at the opportunity with the Lakers and you look at what guys have done there recently, man, if I'm Christian Woods agent, I'm funneling him to LA. Now I'm biased in that, of course, of course, but no, never. It's, it, it's, it's hard not to see it that way and think, man, just go to LA. Look at the. There's a history of guys doing a guy, guys who teams aren't so sure about, like Malik Monk. There's now a history of these guys going to the Lakers, rehabbing their value, and then getting paid. Why can't Christian Wood be the next guy to do that? In the past 24 months alone, you have Malik Monk who got a 10 million dollar plus back. Dennis Schroeder went from a veteran minimum contract to a 13 million dollar contract per year. And even Trey Brown Jr., he's making, was it, $4 million a year? $4 million. yep, yep. So, like, he got a bigger contract. So, it's like, if I'm Christian Wood, I'm saying, look at, and I, like you said, Trevor, if I'm Christian Wood's agent, excuse me, look at the past two seasons, what guys that came in with pretty bad value, but, you know, there's still some upside in them as a player. Think Malik Monk especially. Cool, come in, come in L.A., play well, uh, repair your value and then go get your bag and Mm -hmm. if we can retain you we're going to try but unfortunately for the lakers over the past couple of seasons they haven't been able to because they've just been outpriced but that's honestly what i think you wanted for uh christian wood excuse me yeah yeah absolutely i think it's a great situation for him but all right let's get into some of our super chats here we do still we'll talk about lebron we'll talk about ad some expectations for them this season but uh, Mamba Mentality with a super chat said, saw the video you guys did breaking down the rosters. Um, and great work. You can tell one or both have coaching experience. So the, the two of us, uh, if we add one or two players that changes the rotation dramatically though, LOL. I if think we're going to have to do another one once the rosters finalized. Here's the thing. Yeah, we can do like, we could do six or seven of these things. Right, we could do. Hey, if the opponent is Denver, what do you? What's your rotation? Fun, if your actually. opponent is Golden State, what's your rotation? Right, if you're playing a big team, if you're playing a small team, um, if if Don't LeBron is out, what's the rotation? If Anthony Davis is out, what's the rotation? Right, and then if it's Christian Wood, how much does the rotation change? I think it changes. It I don't know how much. It's gonna change for sure. Here's here's my one thing right when i when i'm looking at it if i'm looking at it from christian wood's perspective my one thing is i go wow how many minutes though are actually available at the four because i mean we're talking about how hard it is to get vando minutes right now vando 
Rui's making 17 million. LeBron maybe is at his best at a power forward now. Anthony Davis is going to play some power forward next to Jackson Hayes. And then you've got, you could go small with Torian Prince. And then you've got, oh yeah, Cam Reddish is 6'8". Now I know Cam Reddish is probably more of a three, can play the two. He can play two, three, four. But, but the bottom line is you've got a lot of guys now that can play the three and can play the four. So I don't know how much it necessarily changes. Like in order to get the minutes at center, I think are there. There, there's opportunities there. The minutes at power forward, there's a lot more competition for. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting for sure. Yeah. Don't tempt me with those rotation ideas. I, I, really I, I will do could, it. Dude, let me, let me tell you this though. Once we get like right now, it's, it's as we're recording this, it's July 24th. Come August 24th. <laughs> oh yeah. We're going to be doing lots of rotation stuff because everybody's on vacation and you know, like by then, probably the by then we know whether or not Anthony Davis got an extension. Probably, and hopefully that answer is yes. Um, by then, hopefully the Lakers have signed a center, and we're getting ready for the season. But it's going to be a month after that before the season actually starts up, before training camp gets going. So yeah, come mid August, we're probably going to do that. We're probably going to do some of that. I think I should do some Lakers history videos too, though. That'd be fun. I think I think I should do that. I think I should put yeah. uh, maybe I'll bring in the whiteboard, you know, or the smart board, right? I'll go more a little more high tech. I'll, I'll uh, dust off my my teaching credential and and we'll uh, we'll get going with some of that stuff. It'll be fun. I love it. Uh, three theory said, why isn't there more talk of Biombo being a better fit than Christian Woods? He would he's a center that can play alongside AD. Also interested in being a moderator. Cool. Three theory. Shoot me a, a DM on Twitter. Or X or whatever. Do we have to call it X? Can we just call it Twitter? Is it's it gonna Twitter. be one? It's gonna be one of those things. Like I still call it Staples Center. Can we still just call it Twitter? It's it's, it's Twitter. It's Twitter. Okay. All right. Sorry, Elon. It's Twitter. Um. So, yeah, like Biombo. I think I agree with what he's saying here. Biombo is a better fit. He's an easier fit. What is it that you need? You need guys who can block shots and rebound. Biombo does that. Christian Wood, he can do it a little bit, but not quite at the same level. I think the reason why there isn't as much talk, though, it's because Christian Wood is overall the better player, right? Yeah. Is that it? Rightfully so, to a certain extent. If you you had, I mean, if you had the opportunity to sign either one of them, which one are you taking? Christian Wood because of the upside. Upside. If it okay, let me put it this way: if it was a not a veteran minimum, right? And obviously they can't do that, so this is purely hypothetical. But if you had to use the biannual exception, then maybe you lean more towards Biombo, because I think Christian Wood is—he's a little bit of a wild card. Let's say it doesn't work out with Christian Wood on a veteran minimum. Okay, see you later. We we'll sign somebody else for a veteran minimum, right? Like it's very easy to part ways with somebody on a veteran minimum contract. Not easy to part ways with somebody that you actually gave up, say your biannual exception or something to get. So I think that just makes it lean even more towards Christian Wood. I think he's the better overall player, but I do think Biombo's skill set is the better fit. If you could, if you told me what is it you'd want out of a 14th roster spot, assuming it's used on a big, I I would put. 
shot blocking and rebounding as the two top things that you want there. And Christian Wood is more of an offensive geared player, but his ceiling is just, it, it's it's higher than Biombo's. Do you think the Lakers leave that 15th roster spot open or do you think they try to get somebody like on a non-guaranteed contract? Yeah, it wouldn't shock me if they if they try to get somebody on a non-guaranteed. Because I, I think they, they preserved enough their mid-level exception to where they can be a, a factor on the buyout market with that money. They can offer a little bit more than other teams can. But the only way you can use that is if you have a roster spot. So... I do think I do think if they sign that 15th spot, it's going to be a non-guaranteed deal. Maybe 14th and 15th would be non-guaranteed. We'll see. But I think at least one of them would have to be non-guaranteed. Or they just sign a 14th and they don't sign a 15th roster spot guy. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's probably where they're, where they're going to go with that. We'll see. We'll see what they ultimately do. It's going to be interesting to see who they they add. I feel like just the big market was tough this year. It was really tough was to find awful. a good big. It was awful, especially when Nas and Brooke fell and stayed in their yeah. respective places. And even what did Plumlee get? Plumlee got like six, right? Or was it closer to ten? I thought he got five. Let me look. Okay. But but still, like Pori Mayo, you had three good centers on the market, and when all those dudes went, you're like. Yeah, this uh, this big class is not good. No, it was not good at all. Not good at all. Uh, Plumley, yeah, he got a five million dollar deal for Plumley. But again, Lakers had veteran minimums they could offer. Okay, let me. Uh, so Torian Prince got four and a half. If you could swap out Torian Prince for Plumley, are you doing it? Yes. I think because I think the Cam Reddish signing makes more sense. And I think you sure. can, there's your Torian Prince replacement. Okay, cool. But now we actually have a big that can take some of the burden. Granted, you're really needing Anthony Davis to shoot the three ball well or like be a threat at least again to consistently play them together. So pick your poison. I probably lean yes, though, because I think you have other wings, whether it's Cam Reddish, Max Lewis, Max Christie. You have other dudes that can fill in that spot where mm -hmm. your best bet currently on the roster is Con Castleton to be your third big right now. So that's yeah. my logic there. I don't mind anybody saying they'll still take Torian Prince, though. How realistic do you think that is, Colin Castleton getting the that being that third big? I think it's a good break glass in case of emergency. I think it's a really good one of those. I'm not banking on if I'm the Lakers um, because I think as high as I am on Colin Castleton, I think there are some things he has to work on, which is why I oh, think sure. he's a year away personally. But let's say for some reason you strike on a Christian Wood and because you decided to wait on Christian Wood, Bismack Biombo goes and he goes somewhere else, right? Okay, cool. It's Colin Castleton, Tristan Thompson, or Wendy and Gabriel. Let's just take Colin Castleton and roll the dice at that point. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know, man. Good break glass in case of emergency, personally, but I'm speaking, not banking on it. Speaking of, of Wendy, Senpai, uh, our buddy who, who joined us in Las Vegas at Summer League, said, we really need two bigs. Get Wenyan back on a non-guaranteed deal alongside either Biombo or Wood. I would not. I like that. 
I like that. If if your fifteenth guy now, let me ask you this: If it's Wenyan on a non-guaranteed, or you bump up Castleton off of the two-way, what would you prefer to do there? Assuming you also get Biombo or Wood for the fourteenth, I'm talking about for the fifteenth spot. I think I just do Castleton. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Right. We know his his why ceiling not? is higher. Um. He sent by says should be planning for AD load managing and need a big for it. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree. I think that AD is not, I mean, what's the over under on games played for AD? It's like what? 60 and a half, right? Gotta be. That's not like a real thing. That's just me throwing out a number, but that's probably what we should anticipate. Probably same with LeBron. So you need other guys that can be in there. I'm fairly more optimistic that LeBron will play more games than Anthony. Like if you set the over under for both of them at 55, I would take, I would say LeBron plays more games than Anthony Davis because I think oh, LeBron will have less burden. Which whether it's in this post whether it's in this uh, podcast or in a separate video, I'm kind of putting together on the fly. Uh, I think the offense is going to be all, the easiest offense LeBron's going to play in his entire career, and I'm super excited about that. Okay, so you're saying because specifically the build of this roster because they've got so many other wings that they can turn to, LeBron's going to play, be able to play more games because they're not going to have to, like he could play 25 minutes on a, any given night because Torian Prince can step in, Cam Reddish can step in, all these other guys that they've got, all these these wings, Rui, of course, Vando, they've got tons of depth on the wing. This is great. I've been asking them for this for years. For years, been asking for all for wings, and finally... The Lakers have all the wings, but you're saying that's why LeBron's going to play more games. Yeah, because I just don't think if you're asking a 40 year old to be the like have a usage rate above 30 percent, that's probably not ideal. Where mm-hmm. I think this year you could probably say LeBron, okay, cool, we're going to make you the best off ball player in the NBA, and let's let Austin Reeves, who we've already heard reports about, they're going to let him have more control of the offense. Let's let Austin. Let's let D'Lo. Let's let Gabe Vincent, let's give Anthony Davis more freaking sets and not have a Chicago Bulls game in March where he only gets two sets ran for him. Let's go give Rui the ball more. Like, you have so many. I just list off, like, six or seven dudes. It was, like, six. But six dudes that legitimately could, you know, take some burden off LeBron. And the only argument I would counteract my statement about would be LeBron low manages, but I just don't think LeBron's track record track record shows that if he's healthy he's going to load manage and take games off i think he'll load manage within the game but again if you're playing barely 30 minutes a night and you're not having severe on-ball responsibilities there isn't a need to load manage so i don't know i'm super excited okay but so your your bottom line is that lebron will play more games this next season than anthony davis will i would i'm fairly confident Okay. Want to bet? <laughs> I'm serious. Let, let's have a little fun with this. Let's have a little fun here. Okay. So so I will say Anthony Davis will play more games next season than LeBron will. You take LeBron will play more games next season than Anthony Davis will. We can both root for both guys to play a ton of games because that's always fun. We want them to see, to play, to play. Uh, a bunch of games. And let's let's include let's include the audience with this. 
and we'll say whichever one of us loses buys a Lakers jersey for one of our for one of our supporters here to to choose uh, at random. Sure. Sound good? That works. Game. I like it. I like it. That go. way that way everybody everybody can can root along with that. So, we'll pick somebody right at the end of the season that'll wind up winning a Lakers jersey. You'll get it either from Sean or from me. We'll see. Is LeBron right or is LeBron? Is Sean right <laughs> that that LeBron is going to play more games than Anthony Davis or am I right that Anthony Davis is going to play more games than LeBron James? That'll be something fun to keep track of. See, this is the kind of stuff we come up with when it's July 24th. Um, Kevin. I'm praying the- LeBron doesn't like burn me and says, you know what? Just because Sean said I don't load manage, I'm going to skip every back-to-back <laughs> all year. <laughs> I think I, I think that could happen. Like that's See, that's the way I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it like they've got all these wings. They can load manage him now. So that's what that's. So I'm taking that that way. But um, oh, somebody said they want a smush Parker jersey. I think we let we let whoever we randomly select gets to pick who they want, right? What what jersey they want. That's fair, right? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. They don't make smush Parker jerseys. Corey says in the chat. Well, look, we we would do what you would do is you would do one of the like create a jersey things. And you'd have to you'd have to do it that way. That's the way you'd have to do it, right? That's the way you'd have to do it. Uh, Kevin said, "Why do we want Biombo? He got DNP and exposed by Joker in the Phoenix Denver series. If Wood is not available, give Boogie a chance. He played great last playoffs, but that was last playoffs was over a year ago, right? I mean, we're talking. It's been a while since we've seen Boogie. I don't know. I keep going back to." I keep going back to if if Boogie, if Dwight, if Hassan Whiteside, if these guys were somebody in the chat said Tarek Black, right? If these guys were NBA players right now, they'd be in the NBA. Tarek Black is nuts. I like Tarek. I need to get Tarek Black on this show. He's a good dude. Um, but if that's like I don't look at it and say, oh, you just go sign Boogie, go sign Hassan Whiteside. I I think there's a reason why we're not seeing these guys in the league right now. And as far as Biombo goes, exposed by by Joker, I don't think the goal is to stop Nikola Jokic. The goal is to take the burden of playing the center position off of Anthony Davis. If Biombo and AD are on the floor, you can you can make the argument that Biombo can play the center position, right? He can take the physical pounding. If AD and Christian Wood are on the floor, AD is the center. Right, he's going to guard the bigger, stronger guy. If the goal is to take the more punishing minutes off of Anthony Davis, Christian Wood, I don't think checks that box, but he does enough other good stuff to where I'd still lean that way. But there's things that Biombo can do. But if the if the bar is set at this guy can stop Jokic, I mean, who are you getting? It's Will Smith and the empty room meme, right? Nobody's stopping him. That was bad. Oh, no. That was bad. <laughs> Somebody said, give me a Chris Kamen jersey. Jeez. Man. He's uh, Chris Chris Kamen's 
you know, his, I think even his Jersey is still laying down on the, on the bench there for the Lakers. Somebody put in the chat. You telling me boogie can't play 10 minutes. Yes. That is exactly what I am saying in the Lord's year of 2023. Sean Davis is telling you DeMarcus cousins cannot play 10 minutes. I, I hope exactly. that's wrong. Exactly you know what I'm I mean? Like you. when we say stuff like that, I, I want to be wrong with that kind of stuff. I, I would love for you know Dwight to come back and, and be great, you know, but I just, I think we got to be realistic. Um, Syed said, can you add an exception, exception money with other money sent out in trades? Uh, no, no, you can't. Um, you can't attach anything to an exception. Uh, you could do a separate trade that could send them so send the other team stuff, but yeah, like you can't combine exceptions or do anything like that. Uh, I could be surfing. Did anyone disappoint you during summer league? From the uh, Lakers, or in general? aside from aside from Sean, we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Thanks. <laughs> I, I, you know what? Aside from aside from sleeping through dinner, Sean absolutely killed it in the studio, and that was very, very cool to see. Ah, <sighs> you know what? Actually, you know what? Really quick, as hard as everybody is on me about it, will not top how hard I was on myself for like the first ten minutes after realizing I overslept. Oh, and it's and like. It's all it's all just in fun. Like if people were really no, upset sure, about it, no, sure. nobody would be we wouldn't be talking about it. You know what I mean? Um yeah. but yeah, that it happened, and you know what's like this comes up every time we get everybody together. The my initial podcast I ever did gets brought up every time because they played it for the entire staff to listen really? to. Really? And I didn't know they were doing that. I didn't know that it got brought up. Well, that's right. You didn't see it. You didn't listen. You didn't uh, hear this story because you weren't there. But yeah, it got brought up again that, oh, yeah, the first the the demo podcast that Trevor did got played for the whole staff to listen to and critique. I had no idea they were doing that. And God, it was awful. Um, and this is, you know, seven, eight years later that it comes up. So, you know, like five, six, seven years from now, we're going to be talking about, hey, remember that that summer league that that Sean just missed dinner and he was asleep. Uh, so it'll, that'll stick. But again, it's all in, in good fun. No, for sure. It's, it's hilarious after the first 10 minutes for yes. me. <laughs> after the first 10 minutes. What do you mean? Like the first 10 minutes after you woke up? Yeah. First 10 minutes after I woke okay. up. Okay. Gotcha. From that point on 
hilarious. It was that like, it was that panic that hit you, huh? Oh yeah. It was like that panic and semi embarrassment. It's like, no freaking way. Remove (laughs) the freaking and add in the expletive, but like just no way, but yes. So did anyone disappoint you during summer league uh, playing in terms of Uh, players on the team? First guy that comes to my mind is kind of Cole Swider in a way. Okay. Um, and it sucks. I think he's a really good dude. And I think he's, he has he's still in... shot the ball well. Yeah. Um, outside of that, I'm just really, really pleased. Like, I know a lot of people are going to say JHS. I guess I'm higher on JHS. I'm a big believer of his game. Some people are kind of actually irritated at Max Lewis. I thought he wasn't utilized well at all, in, especially in the early portions of Summer League. Um, so no, not really, man. I think there's not a ton of stock to get put into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and really it's just about looking at the growth and development of players. I'm like, for the most part, Demoy Hodge, his growth is just mm-hmm. how he played was huge. Castleton showed big moments. I thought JHS had some really good flashes. Max Lewis had some solid flashes, especially with his passing, which I didn't think yeah. popped enough on tape at Pepperdine. Um, my my guy Max Christie obviously was great. Um, I'm, I'm missing a few, but um, yeah, I, I I was pretty much really pleased with you know the the summer league, and it sucks that I think Max got hurt in the game that would have made us three and zero. Right? Is mm-hmm. that accurate? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I don't think there was anybody that was super disappointed. Like I would have liked to have seen, obviously. JHS shoot a little bit, although he did shoot 36% from three, which I mean, if he does that, great. We're good. If he shoots 36% from three, but uh, but didn't shoot that well elsewhere. And that was the concern going in. So I've talked about why, you know, I'm not super worried about it, but I would have preferred obviously to see him uh shoot a bit better. But other than that, uh, you know, Swider, you wanted to see could he could he stay in front defensively? Could he do some things there? He played almost ex- exclusively at the four. And I felt like he was a little, there were moments where he looked a little undersized there in terms of rebounding the ball and stuff like that. But, but he also shot the ball extremely well. Um, he was a flamethrower, especially for that last game. So I'm not too disappointed there either. Um, man, you know what? I was disappointed that we didn't get to see Scottie Pippen Jr. at all. He was hurt the whole time. And so that was, and, and that's not his fault. It just, you know, injuries happen, but that was disappointing that we didn't get to see any of, of SPJ, especially after, you know, he's not on a two-way contract anymore. We don't know where he's going to go from here. I was looking forward to seeing what he could do in Summer League, and uh, unfortunately, we didn't get to see that. So that's one. It sucks, especially for him, that he was able to showcase what he's able to do still um, for other NBA teams because, like you mentioned, he's not on a two-way contract anymore. Um, so I guess that that really sucks from a player personal standpoint. So. Mm-hmm. Definitely. A, what was the injury? I don't even remember seeing that. Uh, ankle. It was an ankle injury. Okay. So hopefully he has a speedy recovery, obviously. And um, yeah, I think he, I was lower on him in the draft cycle last year, but I still think he has some upside that he get tapped into. So I hope that if he does remain with South Bay, he balls out and either the Lakers free up a two-way somehow by like calling up Castleton or Hodge or something, or mm-hmm. um, another team throws him an offer. Because I think he does have some upside. He's just super, super raw, in my opinion. Uh, Eric said, what did Sleepy Sean miss to eat for dinner? 
So it changes each year, but this year we were we went uh, with Italian, and so that was what we what we did this year it was Italian food. Probably my favorite cuisine. That'd be wait, is that the right? Really? Is it? Is that it's your like favorite? It's, it's Italian? Italian or like seafood, which oh, kind of blends seafood. together. Yeah, you can go to Italian and get seafood for sure. Which is why <laughs> <laughs> that just makes it that much worse, doesn't it? It was it was your favorite food on top of on top of it being our once a year dinner. Oh no, uh, Kevin said I don't like the Gabe signing. He offers nothing different than D'Lo. Rather gave give the MLE to Josh Richardson. I'm trying to remember. Josh Richardson wound up getting a minimum, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, or, uh, yeah. Other than or or other that or somebody else that offers a different skill set. I go ahead. What do what do you think? I disagree with this a lot. I, I think offensively I can kind of see where you're coming from. Where offensively, they're both fine, not great playmakers. They're both good three-point shooters. Regardless of what Gabe Vincent's regular season counting stats says, he's a good three-point shooter. Um, yeah, they both have problems getting to the rim. They both Gabe's a really bad finisher at the rim, especially. But defensively, I completely disagree. And that's where I'm like, eh, no, I think this is false. Um, because I think defensively, Gabe Vincent is like a slightly weaker version than Dennis Schroeder, but he's so versatile. He came from the most versatile defensive scheme in the NBA by far in Miami, where you're going to play where they played a crap ton of zone, which the Lakers threw out a good bit last season. I Mm -hmm. have to check the numbers on where they ranked in terms of usage again. Um, They were super, super switchy. And, he is one of the few guards in the league, especially of his stature, that can switch onto a big or even just like a bigger wing. It's just super, super physical, and it's super, super tough to get by. Um, and I'll get a backtrack on the offensive point I made really quickly. While he doesn't finish well at the rim, he does an all right job at getting to the rim, which opens up driving kick game, which is obviously a massive part of the Lakers' half-court offense. So... I just don't agree. I think they have similar skill sets, but I think at the end of the day, there is a difference between Gabe Vincent and D'Angelo Russell. And I think there's a reason why we've had conversations of Gabe Vincent being in the playoff series in that closing lineup, especially if Mm -hmm. D'Angelo Russell is not playing well. Because I think Gabe Vincent showed he's a good postseason performer while offensively providing some similar things to D'Lo. And again, being incredibly versatile, playing abundance of different roles for Miami and offensively. And the last thing I'll, I'll land on before I give it back to you, Trev, the best thing, it sucks because it happened because of an injury, but the best thing that happened to Gabe Vincent's game was Tyler Hero getting hurt in the playoffs. And it sucks that it needed Tyler to get hurt for it to happen. Mm-hmm. But think about it. Like, Gabe Vincent was not getting those on-ball reps that he was getting if Tyler Hero was hurt. And then you add on top of that the Jimmy Butler injury as well, which we can kind of agree that Jimmy Butler was never the same in the playoffs post-ankle injury in game one against New York in the second round. So you add Tyler Hero being out for the majority of the playoffs, plus Jimmy Butler going down or 
being hampered second round on Gabe Benson had to kind of to a lesser degree can run that Miami heat offense, which is again, super complex. And he did a great job at it. And when he had a, the ball in his hands hit ball screen scenarios, the heat offense was more times than not really, really good in the playoffs. So Gabe's a really good player. I'm super excited to see Gabe in this, uh, in this Darmanham system. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really have anything to, to argue with there. Um, I don't think he's a D'Lo clone by any means. I mean, D'Lo is somewhat unique too in the way he plays, the speed he plays at. Um, so I don't think you're going to see a similar situation with uh, with D'Lo and Gabe. Senpai says uh, he'd actually like to see five to six LeBron at the five minutes this season per game. A lineup of Reeves, Cam, Vando, Prince, LeBron, even though missing a center, is a big five. That is pretty big. I mean, Prince that's is six a, seven. Vando might be six ten now. Did he grow? That's the thing a that's been going around. Cam is six eight. Austin Reeves is six five. LeBron is six nine. Like that's a Can we... you don't have a seven footer, but that's a pretty big group. He's not wrong. I don't want Braun at the five personally. It this is like Braun two years ago. I'm game. Cause gosh, this is a massive lineup. What's that? Six five, six five, six eight, maybe six ten, six six, six seven, six nine. That's now the kind of optionality that Darvin Ham has, which is what we were talking about off the top. You've got all of these wings that you can throw out there. Like, like what? What it, what this screams switch everything on defense, right? At least switch one through four. At least. And let Bron hmm. I would argue swap out either Vandor or Prince and put Rui in there. Mm. Because I'm trying to figure out this age of LeBron's game, what you want him to do if you put him in a ball screen. Because I don't love him switching a ton. I don't love it. But at the same time, you can't have it be like an anchor drop coverage big in this lineup because I think that's where you'll have him be somewhat vulnerable. I think LeBron at this stage of his career, and I think that last postseason run is a big indicator of this, which is another reason why I want LeBron to be off the ball more because I think he gets to be more impactful defensively. Mm -hmm. But um, I think he's at his best when he's a helper, when he gets to be the smartest basketball player on the planet and – tag on the rolls when it's appropriate, help officer and defenders, be a weak side rim protector, which I thought he did a phenomenal job, which is why I would argue you put Rui in this lineup. Let Rui be that anchor big. I need to check some of the data on like comparing the two, but I think that's probably what I would go with. But again, Braun two years ago, sure. I don't know if I want Braun to center this year, personally. All right, let's get into uh, Space Cadet said, I want a Lakers-Warriors Christmas Day game. I could see that. As a LeBron fan, I've been watching the Lakers since 2018, and I'm considering being a Lakers fan full-time. We welcome you in with open arms. Uh, also, I'm really glad we're out of the Russ era. Last year was fun. Yeah. It absolutely... It got... It, I mean, last season was so much fun post-trade deadline to see that new team come together. Were you fixing your camera, or were you offering him a hug? I was offering him a hug. You were saying we were welcome in, in open <laughs> arms, <wondering>. <laughs> Trevor's like the table. The table shifted for a second too. So he's like, "Wait, what happened?" 
Um, yeah, <laughs> literally with open arms. Come on in, bring it in for the real thing. Um, okay. So yeah, like I, I wouldn't mind seeing Lakers Warriors Christmas. Sean, I'm, we're going to find out it's usually around August 19th that the schedule gets released within a few days of August 19th in either direction that the schedule comes out. I'm thinking we're going to get Lakers nuggets opening night and then Christmas, maybe Lakers Clippers, maybe Lakers Warriors. I, what do you, th- what do you think? What I'm kind of hoping it's not Lakers nuggets opening night. Cause I'd prefer to not see the nuggets opening night, but I think it's going to happen. It's either going to be, that's another good one. It's either going to be Lakers Suns opening night or Lakers Ooh. Nuggets opening night, I think. It could be Nuggets Suns and then Lakers Warriors opening night or something. Okay. And if it goes that way, I think it's Lakers Nuggets Christmas Day. Because mm-hmm. I think I agree with you. It's going to be one of the two. If you don't yeah. get Nuggets opening night, you're getting them Christmas Day. But yeah. I, w- I would argue, let's get Lakers Celtics Christmas Day. It's been too long. It's been way too long. It's been too long. And then they love the finals, like, rematch on Christmas Day. That's actually a good point. I just, like, I think it's going to be Lakers-Nuggets opening night because I think they'll do Nuggets-Heat rematch Christmas Day. Hmm. Yeah. I like it. Give us the Celtics Christmas Day. I like it. Miguel said, let's say Christian Wood doesn't materialize. I know Bismack is probably the next best option, but I wouldn't mind Willie Hernan Gomez capable of hitting his jump shot, not a liability on defense. What did he average? I want to say his three-point shooting is not as good as you think. Um, I wouldn't mind it, but I'd rather not, personally. Yeah, 27% from three last season. For Willie Hernan Gomez. He's a 31% career three-point shooter if I if I round up, which is terrible for a big. But yeah, I think I would rather go with Biombo. Yeah. Uh Haley Ford said, Lakers Nation, you do a great job. Well, thank you very much. Uh chances we're getting Christian Wood. And if not, who are we getting? I think there's a pretty decent chance they get him. I think it's gonna be the Lakers or Miami for Christian Wood. Um, but yeah, I think there's a there's a decent chance they they get him still. And uh, it just it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me at this point if they landed him. Yeah. Uh, and if not, it'll be it'll be another big. They're getting a big. They're going to sign a big. Uh, Jose said, "Guess you didn't see Boogie carry his team to the semifinals in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. It's a different level." Different level, and again, I want to see Boogie succeed. I want to, and if he bring him in and he's good, great. But I'm going to lean until we, till you bring him in and see him and say yes, this guy is is still at this level. I'm going to assume that you're better off going with like a younger guy that's been in the league that's maybe just kind of bounced, you know, Wenyan Gabriel, even maybe a Colin Castleton, somebody like that. Because again, it's it's Puerto Rico, but I would love to see it. I, I don't want to see these guys just gone, I, these talented players. I would love to be wrong and have Boogie wind up being great. Um, JaVale, if he winds up getting, he's going to part ways with the Mavs from what we've heard. Tim McMahon from ESPN said he's done with the Mavericks. If he winds up getting waived, I don't know how much he can bring, 
But I'd love to see him come back and, and reinvigorate his career. I would love to see that happen. I'm just not going to assume that's going to happen until we until we see it. I'm going to assume that it's more likely that you're better off with a younger player that maybe isn't as proven, isn't as big of a name, because that tends to happen. At some point, these guys uh, just don't have it anymore. That's just, that's sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could be surfing, said, if you had to play in a white men can't jump style tournament, two versus two, Who's your teammate? Pick from the Lakers, no LeBron or no AD. Uh, do you want first pick or do you want me to have first pick? Um, Wait, we're, we, you and me both fill one roster spot on our respective teams, mm-hmm. right? Or do we get to pick yeah, yeah. two different? Shoot. No, okay, never mind. No, yeah, we, we have to fill. Like somebody has to be our teammate. Oh, who's your teammate? Right, right. Yeah, and so that's that's what you have to do. You have to pick somebody to be your be your teammate in this situation. Um, you go first. I know mine. I mine think would I have know to mine. Mine would be Austin, Austin Reeves. Oh, we're winning. Give me Rui. Okay, so you you would go Rui. So I'm I'm going Austin because he can do everything, and I would need somebody to do just everything for me. Right. Like I would need to just stand over in the corner and here, Austin, you go, you go one on two and beat them and score. And occasionally you can kick the ball out to me and I'll pass it right back to you. That, that would be the game plan. And out of the non AD non LeBron Lakers, who is it that I trust the most to break down their man one-on-one and, and score it's, it's Austin. And so I'm going with him. I went with Rui because we are both below six foot. So let me get the dude that's, like six nine that could dribble, pass, and shoot, and is not the greatest defensively. But you know what? That's what help defense is for. Who cares if it's two on two? I'll be over in the gap. I'll be right there, ready to take a charge. And if Austin wants to kick the thing out <laughs> to the corner, I'll I'll do the uh, shoot. Was it Luke Cornette that would just like go to the block and just jump straight up in the air? And not even close out. Who am I thinking? Yeah, of? but you what have to be able to actually affect the other players. Like if you're trying to do that against a six ten dude, it's not going to work. I'll talk about because it's you. So like I'm helping off of oh, you and all. Oh god. Oh, our teams are playing against each other. That's what you're saying. I'm assuming. Okay. I'm assuming that's how I thought about it. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. okay, okay. So it would be me and Austin against you and and uh, and Rui. Yeah, that that's how okay. I thought about it. It's like when okay. you said Austin. I said, okay, let me go Ruri. But if we're talking like we're facing the team in general, I still probably go Ruri. If your pick was awesome, I still probably go Ruri. Okay. All right. That'd be an interesting matchup. Most likely, Sean, you and I would be sitting off to the side. We could call it. We could, you give us a mic and we could call it. And it would just Lakers be Austin Nation against Rui, Rui one-on-one. Right. Yeah. We would get our phones out. We would do a live stream of it. Like technically, yes, we're in the game, but both of us are just kind of really standing over in the corner. Like we're on the floor, but on the farthest corner of the floor possible. And, uh, and it would be Austin against Rui one-on-one because that it wouldn't be fun to watch if we were out there. Um, really quick. Never mind. I'm out yeah. of it after this one. Go ahead. Okay. Julian said Reeves, Christie, Vando, Rui, and AD lineup would be insane. Or even sub out Vando for Prince. That lineup has rebounding, defense, and scoring. 
that's an interesting lineup. Right? I mean, that's that's a that's a big lineup. That's a lot of defense and some scoring. I don't mind that. That's also like a physically pretty strong lineup, like a bunch of just strong physical guys. Yeah. I, I think another thing, and maybe this we'll have to figure out come August, but um I don't know how you can get Austin more point guard reps. It's it's not easy to do, but personally we we worked it in a little bit we worked it in a little bit all right we'll do a couple more that we got to get into um expectations for lebron and ad um let's see mob mentality should lakers give a look at myers leonard i mean he's in the mix of a bunch of other bags that you can look at but if you just want a bag who can shoot the three sure sure uh eric Said if Vando grew to be 6'10, could it be our backup center solution? I don't I don't think Vando's gonna be the he's it's not so much the the height, it's how strong is he, how much does he weigh, right? That's what's gonna what's gonna matter. Is he able to box out some of these big centers? And that's not really nor nor do you want Vando to really be doing that because part of what he can do is be. 6'9", 6'10", whatever it is, and still be able to chase guards around on the perimeter. You don't want him putting on the bulk to go defense centers. He can do it in a pinch, but yeah. asking him to I do it I just don't think that's the skill set. I don't think... Yeah. That's not, yeah. not ideal. Uh, Jose, still not happy about the boogie thing, says... Uh, the reaction was dumb. 10 to 15 minutes is viable. Same people who wanted uh, Damon Jones, Damian Jones, and there's still professional players overseas uh, to say McGee over Boogie. Again, I would love to see Boogie succeed. I know you're a fan of Boogie, and that's and that's great, and I would love to see him come back and, and play well. But if a lot of teams are passing on the guy, there's usually a, a reason for that. And that's what, what we're looking at. The reality is, with all these centers that we're talking about, if it's JaVale, if it's Dwight, if it's Boogie, if it's Hassan Whiteside, if it's any of these guys that are that were great five years ago, it doesn't work out all that often when you try to bring these guys back in. And again, I would love to see it happen. And if it happens, great. I'd be cheering louder than anybody else. But I think you have to approach that as though it's unlikely that it's going to work out with these guys that, especially once they've been out of the league for a season or two. I mean, Serge Ibaka, throw his name in there too. You try to bring these guys back in and it can be challenging once they've been kind of out of that mix and they're not quite there physically at this point. Again, I hope Boogie is. I hope he can come in and and be great. That would be, I would love to see it because I hate seeing these guys kind of fade away, but it does happen. And it's something that you have to consider. If a guy's playing great in Puerto Rico, that doesn't necessarily mean that they can play great at the NBA level as much as, as we would love to see it. Again, it's worth a shot. I'm not saying don't bring them in. Bring them in. Leave no stone unturned. But until I see it, I'm going to assume that you're better off going with it with another guy that's been in the mix in the league for the time being. Yep. Yep. All right, Sean, let's talk a little bit about AD and LeBron. We look at this Lakers roster. I think it's better. 
I think it's better this season than last season. Um, I think they've improved. I think they've got more wing depth. But AD and LeBron, what are the expectations for these guys this season? Are you expecting them to take a bit of a step back? Particularly LeBron, he's going to be 39 in December. Are we looking at, are we looking for these guys to take a step back or can they continue being the, you know, 1A top 10 superstars that they've been? I think LeBron will take a step back in the regular season for sure. Um, I, I just think one, there's just not a need for LeBron to be that on ball dominant 30 plus percent usage rate type of player anymore for the reasons I've already detailed throughout this uh, live show and in future videos. I'll do as well. I just don't think you need him to do that. Anthony Davis, on the other hand, I think he will be asked to have more of an like dominant role offensively. I think again, needed from him. And I think LeBron, they're going to ask him to turn it up and ramp it up come playoff time. I think he'll be ready for it because I think you did that well enough during the regular season to pace LeBron and have him do it in moments. So I, I think that's what I'm kind of looking for from LeBron and AD. Yeah, I think that the key for these guys, it's going to be it go 80% during much of the regular season. You pick your spots. I think LeBron is better situated to do this in terms of the roster build than Anthony Davis is. Uh, simply because of the lack of depth at the center position right now. But pick your spots. And look, LeBron went nuclear in January. Save that. Save that burst for April. Save it for May. That's when you're going to want to see that. And so I think this Save Lakers it for season, June. Yes, even better. Save it for June. This Lakers season, it's going to be about, yes, having those guys out on the floor. Yes, of course, they're playing. Of course, they're doing all those things. But... It wouldn't surprise me if we see them do take a little bit of a step back, not necessarily because, oh, Father Time is hitting them, but because there's an understanding that if they want to get to where they want to go, they've got to be at their very best in the postseason. I thought AD, for the most part, was. We can talk about how he disappeared a bit on offense and all that, but defensively, he was phenomenal on that end of the floor, uh, night in and night out. But LeBron in particular, you need him at his best, not, and he was still great, but not LeBron dealing with an active foot injury come the postseason, if you're going to get to where you want to go. Yeah, and I think, like you said, and like we've been saying throughout the entire time, it's going to come down to just whether it's low managing and hopefully AD gets more games off than LeBron James does so that, you know, my bet wins. Um, but either way... <laughs> um, I think it's going to come down to that. I think you can low manage in game too because of all the on ball guys you potentially have on the roster. You have three guards that can, I think, handle the offensive responsibilities in stretches of games, whether it's D'Lo, mm -hmm. Austin, or Gabe. Rui, I think, is going to give to a certain extent more creator opportunities in terms of I'm going to go create one on one more so for himself than for for teammates but um yeah i think i'm i'm super happy yeah. this darvin ham offense next season with this uh new roster yeah yeah i am too i am too I'm, I'm excited to see how this all works out with this team and um and i think lebron and ad i think they can still be great i just think it's got to be they've got to pick their spots a bit more the lakers had to push down it was great to see it was a lot of fun post-trade deadline but it's not ideal for them to have to push down on the gas pedal 
in February just to make it into the postseason. I'm and the West is going to be brutal, and it's going to be within a few wins is going to separate different spots and everything. So it's going to be it's not going to be easy by any means to just say, well, just save LeBron and AD for the postseason. But the more the Lakers can do that, the more the Lakers can keep those guys fresh, the better situated they're going to be come playoff time. Uh, compartment of Direction said, uh, Boogie pulled his groin on a dunk two minutes into Game 7 of the Puerto Rican Conference Finals. I didn't I didn't happen to see this, but I love Boogie's intensity. thought he was great, uh, but uh, he's done. I, I hope that he's healthy, but we'll see. Uh, Syed said, Sean, will the Lakers play a switch defense? I think they'll switch more, and I'll talk about that more in uh, some videos that will come out next month. That's August content where we can talk about a ton of different schemes and stuff like that, but I'll definitely sure. talk about that. For sure. Yeah, we can definitely get into all of that kind of stuff. Okay. Well, we got into a lot of stuff in this show. Covered a lot of topics. Thank you, everybody who joined us live. Um, appreciate all of you guys coming in here. Obviously, we're going to keep you up to date. We'll keep you up to date on everything going on with the center spot. What happens with Christian Wood? Does he join up? Is it Bismack Biombo? Who is it that comes in and joins uh, the Lakers? We know they're going to sign a big with that 14th roster spot. Just a matter of time. We'll stay on top of Anthony Davis. Is he signing a contract extension come August 4th? That's when he can sign that deal. Uh, but thank you guys for joining us. Make sure that you do subscribe right here to the Lakers Nation YouTube channel. Turn on those notifications. Podcast listeners. Make sure you're following over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. And certainly would appreciate that five-star rating and review. We'll do this again uh, Wednesday night, same time, 8 o'clock Pacific time. We'll be back here Wednesday night. Till then, everybody, see ya and stay safe. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.